thank you for being here. If you have been listening to this podcast, or if this is your first time, thank you for your support. I ask that you please visit hillwithshalom.com slash podcast. That's hillwithshalom.com slash podcast. We have a very important campaign happening right now, and that is our Kickstarter campaign. We ask that all donations and support be forward at this time to this campaign. We are creating a very important book, and with your support, we can get this book finished and out to the public early this year, and you can continue to empower yourself on your journey of healing and expansion. Creating this podcast independently requires a lot of resources, and we are excited to continue to create this podcast. With your support, we can continue to create this podcast. If you wish to make a donation right now, you can also text GIVE to 347-537-4052. That's 347-537-4052. Text the word GIVE and you will be able to make a donation right from your phone. Thank you for being a blessing. Thank you for your support. And we love you. Welcome to the Hill with Shalom podcast. I am Shalom Melchizedek. Thank you for being here. In this podcast, we will focus on internal healing from a meditative perspective. Whatever we feel, we can heal. Let our healing begin. Highest blessings, I am Shalom Melchizedek, and this is the Hill with Shalom podcast. Today, we are very blessed. Just the contribution of this guest being here and the time sacrifice, it means everything to us at the Hill with Shalom team. We have Kaylin Zahara. For those that know her, awesome. For those that don't know, she is a self-help blogger. She models, she has been featured on reality TV, MTV to be exact, but healing and inspiration is her purpose. She inspires many everyday thousands, you know, with the impact of social media, you could just go as far as to say millions. She inspires many to heal, to be their best on their journey and how they can empower themselves in their lives. And if you know anything about the Heal With Shalom podcast, we're all about healing and self-empowerment on your journey and making yourself the key focus and key responsible figure in your life. So having Kaylin here today, what we can say is a complete blessing. We are very excited for today's episode. She also is known by Maze by K on Instagram and in the social space. So without further ado, I would love to introduce Kaylin Zahara. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm very excited. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited as well. I mean, I value your time and I value the time of each of our guests. I know our focus for this episode, relationships and love, um, healing, dating, all things relationships, all things love. It happens to be around the time of Valentine's Day. And even for those that celebrate or don't celebrate, I just think it's great that we can be here in this space and they can hear from someone that has been in a relationship in the public eye 
on and off screen and you are just a wise woman in general and that we can share your wisdom with the world and we can conversate about this that's perfect i'm super excited i'm cheesing right now yeah this is awesome that's what that's what i want to hear so Kaylin, talk to me. I mean, obviously being one that's in the public eye on the TV space, social space, how has it been for you on your journey just as, first of all, I want to say a woman, a wise being, one that's learned so much about her own self. How has it been for you being in the public eye, but now having the responsibility, everyone's watching what you do in a love sense and relationship sense? How has that been for you? It's been a little kind of terrifying in a way because I'm so accustomed to just living in my own little world and being able to love freely, live freely and make Mm. mistakes freely. And now that I have such a platform and an audience, which ranges from, you know, 11 years old all the way to 33, um, I feel responsible, especially for the young girls, because they look up to me. So if I do things and I'm not being conscious about what I'm saying, what I'm posting, what I'm doing when it comes to love and relationships, I kind of feel like I am accountable for what it is that they might do. Mm. And that's a little intimidating. That can be a little scary. So now I'm a little reserved with my dating when it comes to the public eye. Everything is kind of more so behind the scenes for me now. Wow. I mean, first of all, thank you for your responsibility level. Um, Most would argue that It's not their responsibility to be um, conscious and aware of these actions, but it's beautiful to know that you are responsible. And we're big on celebrating the positives here at Hill with Shalom. So thank you for that. That means a lot just to know that you're making that effort. In fact, that means a lot. Yeah, I, you know, I asked for it. I prayed on it. I wanted an audience so that I could, you know, help young women because I feel like I didn't have that growing up. So now that I have it, I can't run from it. I'm, I'm holding myself accountable and that allows me to grow. So I, it, it's just a blessing. It is. <laughs> wowzers. Wowzers is my phrase when I'm like, wow. And I'm going to explain why it's a wowzers right now. You said, you said something, you just threw it in there. It, you know, we're on the Hill with Shalom podcast, everything, spiritual healing, manifestation. So you said, I asked for it and I prayed for it. That was one thing. Hearing your confidence, your tone, your frequency coming through, you're very clear, you're very certain, you're very sure. So when you ask for it and pray, can you just walk us through that? Because, you know, that that's big here to us, um, that you asked and received this and you have it now. You know, when I was um, 17, 18, I left college, I dropped out, and um, I've always yearned for love. I've always mm. been trying to fill a void that I, you know, couldn't figure out why, where it came from. But I dropped out of college and I was just getting into a lot of trouble. I was really lost, um, what we would say, lost in the sauce. And mm. I just, I went through a phase of just not knowing who I was, what my purpose was, why am I here, what am I doing? And I want to say when I was 20 years old, I was ending a really toxic relationship. And I remember, um, just crying on my knees and just literally praying that some, just give me something, tell me what it is that I need to do to find myself and make myself feel whole, to have a purpose. And I paid attention over time. I turned 21 and it made sense. Something, I just kept having this reoccurring dream of create a blog and just express yourself, create a blog and express yourself. You know that you love love. You're trying to figure it out and you want it. 
so talk about it. And once I did that, it, it just took off from there. I had little audience and before you know it, I was casted for a TV show about love and about relationships and figuring yourself out. And it just all made sense. It was it would be really hard for me to go, you know what, I'm not sure. All the signs were saying, this is your calling and you need to run with it. Wow. Wowzers. All right. So for our guests listening, obviously you can see why Kaylin is a guest here today. You can see why she's on the show. And I'm just sitting here. Honestly, thank you for being here. It's just so clear and it's beautiful that you're sharing so open with us. You're sharing your truth. I'm going to talk about this because you said you knew at 21 that you had to become whole, that you, you had to become whole. The heartbreak, the toxic relationship, it kind of left you feeling split and you had to be whole. Yeah. And um, I know we have some questions that you put out there or for your audience, rather. And we have our dear listener here. And I know when you left that toxic relationship, because that's a reoccurring question in life. How do I get out of a toxic relationship? For you, what was one of the key things that you can remember that helped you escape that toxic relationship that you were in? Um, The key thing that I remember is just feeling that relationship made me feel like there was nothing left. If I stuck with it, it was it was like death. Wow. Um, and I also remember feeling, being I'm a Scorpio, that spite. Mm. I was wrong so bad, so bad that I would rather do anything in this world to prove something to that person that, that hurt me than to stick around. And I honestly think that spite and that anger and that rage inside of me is what really made me go, okay, it's time to take the next step in the opposite direction. Got it. So now, I mean, like I said, once again, Kaylin, thank you for being here. This is why I'm saying this, because you're giving you're, you're basically speaking about universal understandings and you're basically saying getting to that opposite side of polarity of that that negative emotion led you no choice but to go the other direction. Yeah. And I think it's going to be different for everyone. Some people walk away and they don't feel any anger or any, you know, they need to seek some type of vengeance. Um, but for me, my pain was so deep and embedded that I was free, you know, I was vibrating on the lowest frequency. Um, mm. and I couldn't, there was no way for me to vibrate on love and joy. I had to sit with that and carry it somewhere else as far away from that person until I could open myself up again and start to heal. Um, and wow. that's just how I am. I, you know, once I've, I hit a wall and my pain is so heavy and I can't take it anymore. I allow that pain to guide me somewhere else. That's just how I've, I've always been. I allow that pain to guide me somewhere else. Wowzers. Yeah. So this is very much space and wisdom. You know, me, and Victoria, as you know, we do our inner healing work and we do relationship work and we work within teaching about how sex is sacred. Hearing you speak, it's just profound right now because essentially when we tell someone that comes to us, how do I heal? How do I heal? I was in a bad relationship. We explain the space is so important that you create to heal and to love yourself and to give yourself what wasn't available in that last relationship to recognize that you are the source of what you're looking for. What you're saying is just so powerful. Like you said, it may be different for everyone, but just after they decide to leave or decide that it's toxic, just that decision to say this is toxic, the next beginning point is just to see if there's any space available where you create a haven for yourself 
to just heal. And this is like any kind of healing. I mean, we see someone that gets physically hurt, they kind of have to get isolated and they kind of have to really give themselves time, get off their feet and really repair. And in the inner healing, we never think about it that way. We just think, oh, I'm gonna bounce right back. And sometimes there's still emotions, like you said, embedded there. I mean, just thank you for the clarity you're giving because so many people are still in relationships that aren't serving them. And they're not quite sure about what to do or what to, how to get out of it. Right. I think it just comes to a point where, you know, I tell a lot of girls who contact me, you're going to have to get to a point where you are absolutely tired. Um, Mm. Wowzers. The space that you're in, that pain, that toxic relationship, that space, it's going to have to wear itself thin. You're going to have to get to a point where you are so tired of being tired that you are now ready to move forward. You're not going to be able to move forward until you are ready, until that frequency or that reality that you're living just does not match you anymore. And sometimes I think for for girls or people like myself, I've I've learned through pain. Pain is something that teaches me, allows me to grow. Mm. So I sometimes allow myself to stick around with pain because I need to figure out what it is that I need to learn from this. There's something that you have to learn from pain. Um, I'm not the one to run. So I allow it to sit for a little bit. What can I really get out of this so that when it is time for me to split from it, I'm not going to repeat it again. Mm. And I, I don't think a lot of people like to do that. Like you said, they like to go, you know what? It's okay. I've got this. I don't need space. You know, I've, I'll just pretend like this didn't happen, but then they see it reoccurring over and over again. Wow. And, and I just don't want to be that way. I'd rather sit in it now. I'd rather grasp it all now before I move forward. And that's just, that's just how I operate. I don't know if everyone's that way, but I do. I operate that way. I need to sit in it. Let me figure it out before I move forward. Because if I move forward and it's still over there or it's over here, wherever I go, I'm going to be unhappy. <laughs> You should see me looking at my microphone like, what just happened? Like, seriously, wowzers. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say right now, Hail with Shalom podcast, Kaylin Sahara, healing and inspiration is her purpose. I'm going to personally put that out there again. You just dropping gems. Let me explain this because in my space, doing a lot of spiritual work and I have so many great other teachers and inspirational sources as yourself that come on the show and they try to explain to a listener you can't fake this and you can't smile your way through it you have to really understand what you're going through if you want to get to somewhere better and we just don't hear it enough we just don't hear it enough we just we just don't hear that we have to understand what's happening like if you don't really look at that pain and say why is this happening to me it was going to reoccur because you never figured it out And just you saying that, don't know if I quite ever heard it that way. I've heard many other explanations, but hearing you speak about it, that direct, that bold, you know, many people may hear it and cringe and go, really? Yeah, but if you don't know where the pain's coming from, you're going to revisit it. So like you're saying, if you get to know that pain and say, I don't want to deal with this again. So let me figure out really what's going on here. You will not experience that pain again. It's just not possible because you have learned that vibration and you decided that vibration does not work for me. And I'm just going to now no longer revisit this vibration. But we avoid that vibration. We never really know. We we just kind of get tricked into it again. And I do believe we experience things in life so we we can decide what we want to do. 
with that experience. All experiences are for our higher self. All experiences are to serve ourselves in the highest way, if we allow it to. Right, absolutely. I I do think, like I said, that pain is going to be your teacher. And if you mm. burn it, you'll never learn. And, you know, you're doing a disservice to yourself. I'm at a point um, strange or maybe hard for any other 23-year-old to say that. But I, I've been at bottom when it comes to a relationship. So I feel like I've seen it all and done it twice. And I just, I'm the kind of person that I appreciate what I've been taught. And the pain that I felt was so, so, so deep that there was no way that I could ignore what it was trying to tell me. Um, and maybe that's because this, you know, once again, I am sure that this is my calling. So I was intended to get the message. Mm. But I do notice uh, with people in my own personal life or females that I know of, they run from it so terribly. I mean, if you ask them, why do you feel what you feel? Why do you attract these certain men? Why do you attract these certain situations? Can you recall something from your past as a child that can correlate into why you're dealing with this? They have no clue, mm. no idea as to why and what is going on. And a lot of them don't even take responsibility for why they are experiencing what they are experiencing with love. And wow. that right there is what really makes me go, I have to hold myself accountable because if I'm not conscious of what I'm doing as a 23 year old with this platform, I'm not helping those women. I'm not helping these young girls because mm. it's, like you said, we don't hear that enough. We don't, we don't. And I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm thankful, honestly. I mean, this is, you're, you're really touching on the mainframe of what the healing work that I'm in at this point in time. And I'm only here because, like you said, it's not we don't see it. It's, it's kind of um, avoided deeply. And it's because it's avoided by the generations before us. It wasn't talked about. You know, we didn't talk about the infidelities and the this. So we just didn't have an answer to it all. And like you, I got tired of not having an answer. Victoria got tired of not having an answer. Like you said, we have to hold each other accountable now. And I'm so honored that you, at 23, which I, I'm sure our listeners listening going 23, but like you said, you've made the steps, right? You followed your calling. Yeah. TV. I mean, so we're not talking about the average 23-year-old maybe, but that just shows us the power of when you answer that calling and you move without fear, what you're able to achieve and experience. And I tell people, Everything we experience will end up serving us for the better of who we are. And I believe you took every experience in your pathway and found a way to keep your focus in mind, in a sense, transform it or transmute it into what's needed for your path. Yeah, I did. Because if I, I felt like if I didn't, I was going to lose myself at a really young age. And wow. I noticed like to see people that way. I know people in my life that are 40, 50, 60 years old. And they lost themselves in their 20s and they've never tried again. They've never um, got it together uh, mentally, emotionally. And, you know, that frightens me. I'm very observant of other people, at, even at a young age. And like I said, I just remember being on my knees crying. Like, just please, if, if this is going to be the moment that you make me realize I can either learn and grow or be stagnant and continue to just, you know, live a life let it be this moment where I'm choosing, make me grow. Give me something to work with and I'll figure it out. 
And for me to be where I am today and be able to talk about this stuff, it's it's not even crazy. It's not something that I like. Wow, I never imagined this. No, I've been like this since elementary. I was the kid. I hear it. (laughs) I hear it. I hear it. I can hear it. The girls would talk to me about their crushes. I'm like, you know, he poked you yesterday, and I don't think that was appropriate. So maybe you could communicate effectively how you feel about him. (laughs) You know, I was that little girl. So now that I'm a young adult and I can do this, it makes me really, really happy. And, you know, I don't know it all. I Mm. haven't. I may feel like that sometimes, but. As I'm learning and I'm helping other people learn, it's just like this amazing co-creation moment. Mm. And sometimes it's just me. I don't even know that I'm co-creating with people, but people are watching. And then I get an email and they explain that a tweet that I sent out two weeks ago changed their lives. Wow. They're piecing things together. And it's like, see, this is what I'm talking about. Me holding myself accountable and getting to know myself is being of service to others. And I think if everyone could do that, I think we all would be okay. And another thing I think everyone runs from, communication. Yes. Our exes, men that I date, (laughs) Mm. young and old, they will tell you that girl communicates. You may not want to hear it. You may not be ready for it, but she is going to tell you how she feels. She is going to break it down in any way that you need her to break it down so that you can understand what she needs from you. And a lot of people don't do that. I will communicate with an ex even when it's embarrassing, when I'm petty, when I did something wrong. I have to tell them, this is what I did. And I did it because you hurt me. And I was in such a petty, childish space. Mm. (laughs) And hit you right back with it. But you know what? I realized that was not the appropriate approach. And now I want to figure it out. No one does that. Wow. (laughs) This This is pretty much it. Because like you said, to pretend we're perfect won't work. But to no. say that I've done this and I'm communicating that I've done this in the wrong space and I want to figure it out, that's maturity, that's where the growth is, and that's how we evolve as people. And yeah. and that's what we are missing when we're going through relationships. We're afraid to look at the pitfalls. We just say there was a pitfall and, I'm, and then that's it, I'm going to try again. And when there's another pitfall, you go, that's it. And there's no effort to get to a higher ground. Which is the only way to do that is with communication, as you said. I don't think we have another way in a relationship to do it. I don't think there's another way because we have the gift of communication. Yeah. That, I think that's what we're blessed with. Um, other other creations on earth, you have animals, you have insects. They have their ways of communicating. We have our verbal ability to say things that we're feeling to each other and to work it out. And I think you touched on, so many people asked me and Victoria, how did we get to our point? And we said, we communicated. We realized that we, if we didn't figure out what was wrong with each other and ourselves, we would keep repeating these cycles with other people. So we just stopped and started communicating about everything that was on the table. And it changed our life. Because right. nothing became taboo anymore. We could handle pretty much anything that came our way because we were willing to talk about it. Yeah, that right there. That's goals. (laughs) (laughs) You're allowing me to reflect it right now by you communicating and saying that this is so important. You're allowing, and I'm sure our listeners sitting back listening to both of us like, wow, and now they're going to be inspired to communicate in a way that they never thought they should. So many people I know have a problem with this. 
So, in fact, the fact that you're making this possible right now for so many people to choose to communicate now. It's all that you really have. You know, if you're going to be with someone, no matter what kind of relationship it is, whether it's, you know, family, lover, business, you have to communicate. Wow. And I know Wowzers. for myself, I have a habit, you know, of assuming things. And I also, for some reason, which I think is a part of me, you know, healing others. I attract men that have an issue with communication, but they want to work on it. And I like to work those things out with them. You know, you can't understand why someone did something if you're not communicating about it. Wow. You can assume that someone didn't, you know, remember to call you or decided to not speak to you on Friday like they said they would. And you can apply it to yourself all you want. That's a possibility. It's it's your choice. It's your perspective. But how do you know that person wasn't in a mind space of he had an appointment at 12 and then at 1230 and a situation occurred? Never stop to go, hey, I missed you on Friday. You know, I was looking forward to maybe hanging out or talking to you. I want to know how your day was. How's your weekend? You know, get back at me if you can or if you have time. Everyone takes everything so personal. And we think we know it all. And we can mm. fix it out because of body language and this, this, and that. Body language is amazing. Yes, energy is real. However, if you're not communicating about the body language, if you're not communicating about the energy, you don't know anything at all. You're just Ooh. making assumptions. And that right there, that's playing the victim. A wow. lot of people love to play the victim and I was one of those people. So now that I'm at 23, I've dated certain men that have taught me things. I am at a new level of communication. You have to communicate about everything, even if it comes off as, you know, some people see it as nagging, like, geez, you need to know everything, don't you? Yes, I do. <laughs> if you wanna be in this partnership with me, we need to communicate Ooh. about everything. And it's Your true, friends. it's you true. Know? everything it's true i mean it, this is what's beautiful because like you said emotions and energies those are transmissions that come from us but they're not completely expressive for instance you know you could feel something but still sorting out how you feel so you're right for it's our job to put a communication to what's going on and to specify, like you said, being specific about what we're actually feeling. And I think it's actually owning at the same time, which we talked about from the beginning, owning what you're going through. So that way no one else has to do that work for you. Because like you said, you have your own communications happening within you. So if, you, if I'm not communicating to you, now there's a bigger issue arising because there's miscommunication now. Um, yeah. yeah, you're feeling energy, but I'm not saying anything. And, and it's now awkward because you have to drag it out the person versus them saying, I'm a mature adult. This is what I'm feeling. And you go, oh, good. You know, I was sensing something, but I'm glad you said it. Let's talk about it. And I think that's where it all goes wrong. So many people feel away and they curdle up in separate parts of the bed and they've never spoken a word to say, this is how I feel. And I feel like that problem will go away so fast if they begin to spoke a word, hear each other out and then say, this is where we could find a middle ground, or this is, you know, thank you for speaking. Give me some time to get back to you about it. Wow, I mean. I, I think another thing is, this just came to mind. I've been learning uh, with within the past year. With my generation, millennials, we've yeah. got this thing with, we want to be Jay-Z and Beyonce, or mm -hmm. whoever else in the world that's, you know, in the media that seems to be this power couple. And we don't realize you have to not only know yourself, but you got to know your partner. 
And I've been in relationships where I told myself and everyone around me, oh, I love him. Oh, I love him. I'm in love. And then I separate from that person. And as of today, I reflect on it and go, I didn't know a damn thing about him. Mm. Because I wasn't communicating. We were talking about plans. We were fighting and arguing. We were communicating in those terms, but I didn't communicate enough to where I understood his thought process. Mm why he does the things that he does, why he taps his foot, and why he clenches his jaw when he hears a specific phrase. I did not know the person. Wow. And I feel like in my generation, no one is talking about that. No one is teaching us that. And it gets a little discouraging because I still have to date. I still have to pick a partner. And it's a little frightening to know that I might pick a partner that does not even comprehend any of this. Wow. How love me how can you be in a partnership with me and you don't even know me that's that's my biggest thing now with communication i want to just communicate not because i feel some type of way because i want to know you i want to know you to your core what makes you tick what makes you laugh what makes you cry i want to be able to say that if someone comes to me and i have to speak for you that you would trust that i could speak for you mm. and I don't, I don't think anyone cares about that anymore. We just wow. eat together, lay in bed, and call it a day. You know, it's just we need someone beside us to feel whole, to feel validated. And we don't even know each other, let alone ourselves. I mean, wow. Uh, so you're absolutely correct about what's going on out here. There's a big misconception about what a partnership is. Many people are saying relationship, but like you said, they really want a partnership. But they don't have that because, you know, we both know relationships come in many forms. But when we talk yeah. about love, we want a partnership. We want to come together with someone else where we can work together towards a stronger relationship overall, a stronger union and a bond. And like you said, in order to be in a partnership, both individuals have to come there complete because you don't want to partner with someone that you feel has lesser value, right? We wouldn't yeah. call that person a partner. We would say, Oh, I have an associate. But when you say partner, like you said, because this is your being we're talking about, you're talking about someone, you're equal. And I think so many people miss that word that you're looking for someone that's adequate and, and at the level that you're at so you can vibrate together and build into something more, create synergy. Yes. And you are touching on something magical because so many people say, I'm in a relationship, but they don't know what kind of relationship. Is it a partnership? Yeah. Is it a dictatorship? <laughs> Is it a right. what? Yeah. What are you in? Like what kind <laughs> of what kind? Because I love what you're saying. You're saying I want to know what makes you tick. And it sounds like the men that you were running into um, didn't quite know themselves. And for me, as you were speaking, you gave me an equation: no equal love. If I know myself, I love myself. Because then, once I know myself, I have to decide to live with myself. And if I live with myself, live turns into love. I have to choose to love myself. And if I love myself, then I can communicate who I am to you. Because if I don't love parts of myself, I'm going to omit that to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave that out. I'm not going to tell you about those parts because I'm afraid of them. And what sounds so powerful, I'm hearing a powerful woman saying, I want to meet a man that knows himself and knows me. Because once he knows himself, he's going to naturally say, well, who are you? And he's not going to run away from you and, and avoid those parts of you. That, that he may feel frightened by or intimidated by, he's going to embrace them and get to know them. Yes, absolutely. You said that so perfectly. That is just exactly what it is that I'm going for. And just recently, I realized um, my latest blog called Ready 
I mm. spoke about how I realized I went through a phase within this past, you know, I'll say year or so, maybe eight months. I dove into my ego because I went through a very public relationship on television. Yes. And I didn't really know how to process it. I didn't have the time. I came straight home from filming and production was like, look, we're dropping this stuff in less than a month. Get ready. And I wasn't ready for it. I didn't know how to process it. So the closest thing to me was ego just to distract myself. And I went through meeting new men of, you know, different ages, ethnicities, careers. And I started coming from a place of, you know, uh, egoic needs and wants. Mm. And knowing that I want partnership and I want someone that knows themselves, but I still ran to ego. And within this last eight months, I'm, I saw different patterns. I'm like, what is going on? Mm. Why is it that I'm seeking partnership and yet I'm not receiving it? And I had to sit back and go, wow, mm. it's because you're running from something that needs to be handled, which is this new relationship that everyone is going to have an opinion about. And also you've dived right back into ego, something you released a while ago. You know, I was coming to these new relationships, wanting them to fulfill what it is the last one did not do on television. Got it. It just wasn't working out. So my my last blog was that reflection of, you know what? Silly you. It's okay. You know, sometimes I think what people think about being spiritual or holistic healing is once you do it, it's done. You're great. You're perfect. Mm, talk talk to them. It don't work that way. You can have a moment of healing yourself. And if you don't maintain it tomorrow, you can be right back at square one. Ooh. So I honor that and I'm very vocal about that. My supporters and my fans know this about me. I'm going to be honest. When I slip, I slip. <laughs> I love that. I love fall that. Back, I fall back. And that goes back to me wanting a partnership. I want to know that I can tell my partner that, babe, look, I slipped <laughs> and I'm reflecting on it. You know, mm. I I've been living in ego for a few weeks or a few months and now I'm coming back out of it and I'm laughing at myself because of course things didn't go right. Of course I was not able to manifest what it is that I'm seeking because I wasn't in the space of love. I wasn't in the space of, you know, joy or whatever it is that needed to match that frequency to manifest. So wow. it, it's very... Um, I'll say this at my age and for any of my listeners that are younger with our generation, yes, it's going to be challenging to hold yourself accountable to not dive into ego. But even when you do dive into ego, that is not something to beat yourself up over. It's just about cleaning it up, mm. just right back on track. Your authentic self, you're never disconnected from it. It is always there. Ooh, you just got to get right back to it. That's all. You just got to focus yourself back into your authentic self. Okay, hold on now. I'm being an ego. Let me go back to what I know is true. So it, it gets a little difficult with the relationship and love topic. However, if you can be honest enough with yourself to go, I'm slipping. Let me get back on track that will propel you it's momentum okay it's momentum it will propel you in the right direction to get what it is that you're desiring out of a relationship a partnership or love so it's okay to make mistakes but until you communicate and you understand it you're not going to get anywhere wow. you just hold yourself accountable and um i hope that my last blog post that's what 
I was able to communicate to people. It's all right. Just be honest about it and move forward. Maintain what it is that you know is true and stick with that as best as you can. Wow. I mean, wowzers again. And, I'm, and, and my listeners know when I say wowzers, they get it. When I say it, I mean it. No other word is going to work for me at this time. You brought up a few key things for me I want to touch on because you're, you're extracting these great things out of me. One, something you said to your listeners, and I'm going to share with everyone that's listening. I, I speak to the individual as well. So the listener listening, each and every one of you that's listening to us right now, What she said to you was so paramount. Compassion is what it came out of me, that you need to have compassion for yourself before you could ever give it to another. And if whatever, she is so right. Your soul, your higher self, it's it's always there. Your most complete you is always with you. And no matter what you go through, you are worth your forgiveness and compassion. You are worth your own love. You are worth saying, I am worth my love, I am worth my forgiveness, and you can get back on track in this moment and walk a new road, and you, no one else can tell you different. You have to know this for yourself. And what she said to you was so important that that's why I'm taking a moment to isolate it. Because I wouldn't be the, the spiritual guy that I am. I wouldn't be the, the inner healer that I am. I wouldn't be the family man that I am. I wouldn't be the great partner that I am. If I didn't do this in my own life and say that I'm worth my love, I'm worth my forgiveness and compassion, I'm going to be gentle with myself and I'm going to be able to make a new choice in this moment in my life. And I've been doing that now for years and it's done wonders. Yes. So I can't thank you enough for what you said. It just needs to be said. I I feel even lighter saying it again and I had nothing wrong at this moment, but that's the that's the that's the power though right when you when you just even say i'm gonna even put myself in a mix and you know maybe i did do something i'm unaware of it could be something so insignificant but i'm in this moment i'm gonna claim and to live in my highest um i just felt lighter just now saying that so i know if i felt something any one of you out there can feel it kaylin this is magical i do have one other thing yeah and it's a testament to you um, Gary Zukav, Oprah loves this quote, and um, I'm a fan of Gary Zukav and Oprah. Authentic power is when the personality comes in alignment with the soul. Or he says, when a personality comes in alignment with the soul, then you have authentic power. And as I hear you speak, that quote just rumbles in my being. That I feel like what you've accomplished is aligning your personality with your soul. You know, that is really, really awesome that you uh, brought that up. That just made me feel some type of way. I'm sitting here grinning like I've never <laughs> heard that before, but that feels right. That that resonates with me. I've, I've never looked at it that way. I've never heard that. Uh, but I do feel that way at 23. I feel like, wow, my personality is like kind of making sense now. Mm. My purpose you know, wow. at first when I didn't have a purpose, I didn't really understand my personality. I felt maybe it was too much or it was overbearing. It was this, it was that. And now that two things are coming together, it's like, no, this is me. What do you mean? You know, mm. this is this is my power. This is me. So you say that is so awesome. This so- is a quote that changed her life in the 80s, I believe. And uh-huh. this is from author Gary Zukov, and it's changed my life. I got to it in my own way. And as you speak, it's probably one of the few times where I really can see the quote express itself because I feel your personality, but I feel your soul at the same time. 
So he calls that authentic power, that there's no higher power than one bringing those two into alignment, that you can serve the world, you can fulfill your purpose, and oh man, as you speak, that's what comes to me. That that quote is just rumbling in my being right now. That is so dope. I am so glad that you shared that. I'm so happy about that. I'm so I'm so glad that you're being you and you're being authentically who you are. Um, I think that's what our listener needs to understand. The key to all of this is really embracing who you are. Yes. Because um, that's how you're gonna find the person that embraces all of you because they've embraced all of themselves as well. It's the same frequency. And when you guys come together, there will be no separation needed because you're not intimidated by those parts. You don't have to hide who you are. You don't have to be ashamed of who you are. You can say, this is who I am. I'm on my way. And if you are who you are, you're on your way, we should have no problem. And like, if we do have a problem, it's not a problem to us because... Right. We, we, we're willing to work it out. So we don't see problems as problems anymore. We see them as life occurrences. Absolutely. Oh, man. And um, it's these four agreements. Uh-huh. Basically says these four things, these four agreements that was made, and that if you could live by these four agreements, it'll make a difference in your life. And one of them, I believe, is don't take anything personally. Personal. Yeah. So when you said that in the beginning, just to speak to our listener, when I read that agreement, and this was early on my path in my meditative journey, I realized that so often we take things in life personal. And when I read that, it was like, don't take anything personal. I thought it was a beautiful approach to life because you could be more gentle and loving in your response when you realize none of it has nothing to do with you um, yeah. per se. Like, like you said, right. so this person's going through their own life and this person's going through their own day. They might've had a rough day and, and something might've fell short. And when we sit there and go, what's wrong with me? Why haven't I heard from this person? Usually that person's distracted in their own life. So they're not able to think about anyone else. And if we forgive them, they can have a chance to grow and say, you know what? I was kind of forgetful today. So not taking anything personally has made me be a more mature partner and lover. When you said that earlier, I was like, wow, like I said, dropping gems. And um, I hope our listener can understand as I, as I kind of quote these things, it's what you're pulling out of me as well. That's allowing me to pull on these things. Yeah. Taking things personal, um, that was really, that was like what I, you know, jokingly, that was like my first nature growing up. Like mm-hmm. everything was personal. I mean, you would <laughs> sneeze and it was because of me. <laughs> so I grew up with low self-esteem because of that. Mm. I applied everything to me. You looked at me a certain way. It was because, you know, I wasn't good enough or I did something wrong. You didn't call me. You didn't love me. You broke up with me because I wasn't enough. Everything was about Kaylin. And in a sense, it was kind of narcissistic a little bit. It was like, Mm. I want everything to be about me. I needed that pity party. I needed to be the victim. And a lot of people don't realize that that's what they're doing. If you have to apply everything to you, you might want to check something. You know, you might want to figure out, am am I a masochist? Do I like (laughs) to feel this way? (laughs) Um, Because it becomes such a habit that from the outside looking in, yeah, you are. You like pain. You like to be uncomfortable. You like to feel, you know, opposite of joy and love. And that was me. I was so addicted and it was such a habit for me to take things personal that it became my personality. And it wasn't until my father, my mother and people in my life that got tired of it. They had to check me. They had to sit me down and go, look, get it together. What I do in my life has nothing to do with you. So when you get older and you become a young adult, 
either you're going to continue to be this way and you're going to have so many more problems or you're going to get it right now and realize nothing has anything to do with you. Mm. So now where I am today, I see my relationships in all different forms. Um, I see them blossom in different ways compared to the girl that took everything personal. Now I'm able to care for someone and get to know someone without it being toxic, without wow. it being an issue or a headache or a distraction. You know, it's just like, hey, what's up? How you how you doing? Let's talk tomorrow. Let's hang out. If it doesn't happen, that's okay. Mm. Nothing to do with me. And then it becomes a situation where you realize you're no longer allowing anything or anyone to dim your light. Taking things personal yes. to your light. You're not going to be able wow, to find your purpose or execute your purpose when you're taking everything in this world personally. You got to focus on yourself. Nothing is intentional. It wow. might be, but there are some things, there are some exceptions. Some, some people do things intentionally to you. However, if you allow what's in your mind to be a reality for you, that's just what it's going to be. But a lot of, I'll say 90% of the time, what you are assuming about something or someone, it is absolutely wrong. Stop taking it personal. And that book is amazing. Wow. Four Agreements is amazing. Our dear listener, I hope you're appreciating this moment. Bless it. This is the only word that comes to my being. What would you like to say to our listener listening? Um, I do know, side note, you have got to experience um, some of our work, Learning to Love. Um, the book that me and Victoria Liana has out right now. But we talked about, like, we're, we're pretty much jamming about everything we're talking about is um, subtly laced throughout this book in this way. What, what would you like to say to our listener listening? Is there something that you haven't said that you'd like to say? You know, first I would say Learning to Love is a really great book, and it does touch a lot of what we're talking about right now, and it gets more in-depth. It's a really good book, so that needs to be something that you pick up and read. Thank you. Um, but I do, I just always want to tell people, you have to, don't be afraid to find out who you are. Don't be mm. afraid. Even if it means that you have to be emotional and you got to turn off your phone, turn off the TV and sit in a room with candles lit, listening to Tony Braxton and cry. Mm. I don't care what you have to do. Do not be afraid of it. Get to know yourself. Figure, figure out what it is that you're battling or what it is that's following you, what it is that you're not paying attention to. Don't be afraid of that because the second that you do it, one, it's not going to hurt you. I promise. It's, it's not going to kill you. You're going to live. It's okay. <laughs> but once you figure it out, it, you're going to open yourself up to a whole new level. You know, there's levels in life. I, I like to quote Meek Mill. There's levels to this. Mm. So don't be afraid. Don't limit yourself. Don't be stagnant. Allow yourself to grow. You're supposed to expand with this world. You're supposed to expand with the universe. And if you're not expanding, what isn't growing is dead. You're not living. Wow. And it doesn't matter what age you are. You should always want to expand and grow because then you're missing out on so much. And I, I think that's such a disservice for yourself. Um, so please be authentic. Please don't allow anyone from your past, your present, and someone that may come into your future to tell you that you are too much of something or not enough. You are everything that you need to be. It's just a matter of you embracing it and understanding Wowzers. You are everything you need to be. Wowzers. One very important thing that you are touching on, any relationship that's not serving you, life, business, friendships, if they're not serving you and they're not based in a healthy way and they're not based in love 
you have the right to retract and, and be to yourself and grow and figure out what is right for you. Give yourself that love that you need so you can begin to have it around you. So that's what came to me, and I thank you for being patient with me as I collected that thought. I think this is so important right now that we explain to our listener how to find you, the blog, your social social handles, all the sites that you're on. You can tell them how to find you, I'm sure, right now, that everyone that does not know and those that do know, know. But for those that don't know, how do they find you? You know, as always, you can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram, uh, Amazed by K, A-M-A-Z-E-D-B-Y-K-A-Y, Amazed by K. And you can find my blog, uh, com, And you can always find that link in my bios on Twitter and Instagram. There's two questions that we haven't touched on that was a recurring topic. So one of the questions that some of my followers and fans wanted to know is how to deal with someone that walks out of your life that you wanted to have in your life. And I don't know if you want to touch in on that. If you have your answer, I'm, I would love for you to definitely chime in on that. But for me, I always say, you know, what is meant for you will stick around. Mm. You know, timing is everything. Sometimes you have to Accept, You know what? Screw that. Not sometimes. You always have to accept. Acceptance is everything. You have to accept that maybe sometimes that, you know, that the timing wasn't right for that person. You guys were not vibrating on the same frequency. Um, And that might be a little too difficult for some people to really understand what that means. But in other words, it just was not meant for you to to co-create or to deal or love or be amongst each other in that time and space. So sometimes someone you really want to stick around walks out of your life and it's because there's something that they needed to grow and handle somewhere else. And you cannot deny that from someone. Wisdom. And, and vice versa. You know, you might walk out of someone else's life and you didn't know that that pained them and they really wanted you to stay. But you had some growth to handle somewhere else. So when someone walks out of your life, and I've had that happen to me, you know, yes, it's a little devastating, and you can allow yourself to cry about it. Do what you need to do to clear those temporary emotions, and I want to, you know, make that clear. Temporary emotions. Your emotions is a GPS system. Mm. Temporary emotions to, you know, guide you onto what path. When you feel something negative, that lets you know, I don't know, maybe that path ain't the right thing for me. But when you feel something positive, that is the path that you might want to stay on. So allow yourself to figure out what you're feeling. And when you get to a point of, okay, you have two options. Either I'm going to continue to be sad, down and out about this person having to move forward, or I'm going to accept it and understand that maybe there's something else that I need to be focused on. Maybe there's someone else that I need to be looking at And that's the reason why that person needed to exit my life. So make your decision on what you're going to do with that situation based off of your emotion, your GPS system. You need to be very clear about what you're feeling so you can make the right decision. And please don't. um, I know this is really hard for some people and I deal with it a little bit. You know, this is the generation of petty. Please don't. Please don't, you know, allow yourself to get in the way of what someone else needs to do. It might have 
personal. It might not have been personal, but you need to allow that person their right to move forward and to grow. So just heal with yourself, feel what you feel, let it out, but then make the appropriate decision based off of that positive feeling. Whatever that positive feeling is, you need to go with that. Whatever makes you feel positivity, that is the decision that you need to make. Wow, this is beautiful. I think I'm here. I love I love like being like a, a backup at this point. I think you're handling everything perfect. So um, I'm not the type to regurgitate if you said it well and you said it perfectly. What I will say this and you touched on it and it, it was one of the key things that came up is I'm going to say this as clear as I can for our listener listening to answer this question and in, in, in concert with you. You cannot stay in a relationship if you both aren't growing. Yes. And Kaylin is saying it best. If one feels they need to grow and you do not want to grow in that in that direction, that there's going to be a natural separation. And all I can say is from someone being in a spiritual partnership with Victoria, and this is what we talk about in our life and social space and in the book. We understood this. So when we came together in the spiritual partnership, we knew this was a long-term understanding. But the only way for it to work is that we are committed to growth. We are committed to the growth in our relationship. And what does this mean? That means we simply have the maturity to say that we will support each other's growth in life. That's why it's a spiritual partnership and not just an earth-based relationship where you go, I want you to do this with me. That's not how it works for us. What, how it works is that we say we're both coming together as whole complete beings with excitements, passions, and desires. And what we're going to do is support each other together on our journeys and on our pathways. And ironically, in doing that, you would think, well, how does that work? Because we're willing to support each other, it creates synergy. And we don't have a desire to separate. There's nothing to separate towards. We just simply need to communicate what we're feeling, communicate what's happening, examine what's happening. As Kaylin says so beautifully, get in touch with what you're feeling, get clear about it, and you realize it's never that scary. Yeah. If, if I want pizza and she wants sushi, it's not the end of the world. We just got to place two orders. <laughs> you know, it's, <laughs> it's not the end of it's not like, oh, she's not the one. She doesn't want pizza tonight. You know, some people like that. You know, I want to, I want to, I want to end it now. This person, he's not the one, and it's not. No, it's not that. It's not that yeah. deep. It's not. Yeah, you're right. It's, it can't be petty. <laughs> Love cannot be petty. Love is a very big thing, and we're here to evolve into the best version of ourselves, not the best version of the next person. So, in right. order to be in a true relationship, you have to be willing to watch your partner skyrocket and evolve. And you said something so profound. We're all technically in a form of relationship. So the second we could practice this with ourselves, we could practice it with each other, and we'll see less separation needing to occur because we're allowing each other to be who we are. But that was one of our main recipes is that we realize when you cannot grow within a relationship, you leave it. That you feel like it's like a shoe box that's too small for the shoes. If you create a big enough box for that shoe, that shoe will always have space in that box. And it will never need another box to begin with because there's no limitations in, in which the shoe can grow. But in this case, talking about relationship, because I know shoes can grow, you people, we do grow. And if you really want to get into a real relationship, you really want to get to know who you are because you're going to be growing and you want to get to know who your partner is. And Kaylin, you said this. And when you get really interested in yourself and in the other, 
you will have a long-term relationship because the term won't be based in small things anymore. It'll be based in excitement and growth. And I, I recommend that everyone looks at their lives and see what they really care about and find someone else that has genuine care in their life, maybe not about the same thing, but just genuine passion and see if you're open to growing with that person versus just being with them and laying around, like you said, because that's a stagnation if you're not growing. So anything that doesn't grow dies. Yes. And if we're together and we're not growing, it's just gonna die. We're just gonna, we're just gonna end up being nothing together. If you are thriving together, if we wanna accomplish what we wanna accomplish, you gotta be open to growth. You gotta be open to seeing your partner do great things. You gotta be open to doing great things. I just wanted to share, that's the only thing that came up and you touched on it. And when you did, I was like, whoa, because you said growth and that's it. That, that, that to me is one of the main factors that can keep a relationship alive, being willing to grow together. You said that so perfectly and I feel really, my intuition is telling me to ask you a question that I know the listeners are probably wanting to ask. Yes. So with your spiritual partnership for, say, someone like myself, I, and this is a true story, this is me being honest, I'm asking yes. for myself and for my listeners, I have someone in my life that is just as spiritual as I am you know, wanting growth with themselves, very reflective on things. Um, we went through a phase of separation because we needed to grow and learn away from each other. Mm. And we come back together. There hasn't been any abuse, nothing that was toxic. It was literally a separation because we needed to learn something elsewhere. And we've kind of come back together, but we're still at a space of, we still have to learn individually. So my question is, when you have someone that you would like to grow with, um, but there's still a little bit of um, uncertainty as to how do you know you're supposed to grow with someone? You know, is do you know that person? You know, does that growth like scream at you like this is the one that you need to grow with? How do you pick that out? I'm going to give you something. So uh, thank you for asking. First of all, I'm going to give you something special. This is something that I give others that come to me for this level of advice. And it does not fail as it goes for partnership. The masculine male presence must be of equal or higher consciousness than his feminine female counterpart. Now notice why I worded it this way because we have different kind of relationships today so I honor all relationships. It doesn't just mean male and female. The masculine male presence must be equal. It cannot be lower. So when I say this, this goes back to growth. Because of just the way our universe is set up and we have systems and we have the sun and moon and earth, there's just certain energies put in place for directions. And when the male is lower in consciousness or the masculine presence is lower in consciousness, maturity and awareness, that relationship will have a hard time thriving because it will be like trying to get a horse to water. And that horse is not trained to go to water and drink. If you just take it back to simple understandings, for me and Victoria, I had to have a certain set maturity and understanding and growth level for us to have a successful relationship because she has failed in the prior relationships because the male was typically immature than her. 
and she could not get him to see the things that were wrong in the relationship because he lacked the maturity and he lacked the consciousness. She, she then had to take space to vibrate on a higher level to find a male that will rise above the prior issues of the other males. Now, in doing that, it birthed her into alignment with someone that got past those problems that reached a maturity level. So typically, any stagnation, once again, in a relationship is due to a consciousness issue. There's two people, it's a misalignment. They're not vibrating on the same level. If everyone could just follow me, it's all energy. And at the end of the day, typically, we fall in love with people, but we're not understanding sometimes we're reaching for love. We don't want to fall in love anymore. We want to rise in love. We want to go towards loving energies that not only challenges us, but says, I can grow here versus this is not growing or this is standing still. In your case, you have a unique set situation because you both are spiritual and you both are on this pathway. That partner very much so can make this happen, but they have to make sure you have to make sure that they're confident that they can do this. And if they can't, that's where you both need to probably find a couple to mimic or mentor to see where are we missing? Where's our blind spots? Because typically, if the male is not confident in that relationship, the masculine presence, that relationship will come to a standstill. How are you going to get to the altar? How are you going to get the family started? If that person is not confidently ready to be there and, and be that energy and loving provisionary pattern, not just money, anyone can make money, but just that partner for you, how can you get there? And that's why I said this is based in just universal understandings it took me i'm 33 and it took me 28 years to understand this but once i understood it it changed my whole life i realized i would have to be as mature as my partner or more mature prior to that every woman i met was more mature than me so i wasn't capable of taking her advice i wasn't capable of respecting her because i felt like she was controlling me you see the problem if i feel like you're controlling me then i'm gonna fight back now, if I'm mature enough, I can say, oh, she's in my best interest. I have a maturity so I can take your wisdom and now find where it's truthful within me and apply it in my life. I deal with this every day in my sessions. I have a lot of sessions I do with couples and singles that's looking to get into a loving space. And ultimately, the, the block in the relationship comes from one thing. The male is typically lower in consciousness or lower in maturity. So I'm not saying that's the case with you. I'm just giving you the key. The key now, the man can step up and he can say, okay, I get it. I have to be equal or higher. Meaning at best, he has to be eye level. You have to know in your heart he's as mature as you. You have to know. And most women ask this question and go, he's not. And that's a tough space because once they know he's not as mature, they're basically guiding or they're basically now in charge of this pattern or the charge of this relationship to grow. And that's why I say the equal factor is key. Just the maturity, consciousness, the awareness has to be at eye level or for the man at least higher so that way you can trust him. Otherwise, you're not going to follow or lead or work with or <laughs> there's not going to be anything. There's not going to be any kind of action happening because you don't really trust this person yet. Hey, that's perfect. Thank you. That was a really great answer. That made a lot of sense. Um, and it's so true. And I in my past and I, I know a lot of girls can relate. I have always come across guys that consciously they are not on that level of maturity. 
And that was always the struggle. It was like, you know, I felt like a mom and they felt like I was their mom nagging. And they would- there you go. You said it perfectly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've always felt like a mother to guys that I've dated in my past. Um, and I'm just now coming into a space of I'm actually meeting men that are either, like you said, eye level or they're higher in consciousness. So that makes a lot of sense. And when you come across that kind of energy, that masculine energy, things do occur. You know, there's mm. something to work with. So um, I think mm. it's really awesome. And I really hope listeners are really grasping that and applying that because that really, really helps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. The question that I hope more people start to ask, like how, what do I do now? That, that's yeah. one of the biggest things with, um, I, I tell my best friend this all the time. No one teaches us about love or how to love or how to date and who to date. Mm. You know, we, we're just out here just like, hey, figure it out freestyling yeah you know just figure it out just want to say bless your soul because that's where our hearts are now that's where my heart is victoria's where what you're saying and thank you for being you thank you because we don't want to freestyle anymore we want to say that there's more healthy frameworks yeah. it's not about making the framework fit for everybody it's about saying you can take this framework and apply it to your life and see where it fits because we don't need to freestyle i don't believe so i believe we have enough experience now to where we could get this on track. Yeah, and, and my biggest thing is, you know, setting an intention. What do you intend? You know, mm. you've got enough experience, but when are you going to set intentions on what it is specifically you want and need from anything in life so that it can manifest? Because if you're not setting intentions, you're just going with the flow. So your reality is whatever, you know, it is what it is. That's that phrase. It is what it is. No, it's not. It is what it is because you're not in, you know, setting intentions of what you want. You're not clear about what you want. You're not doing groundwork. And I went through that. And my mom, she can't stand that when I say it is what it is um, every once in a while when I go back to that old mindset. Um, But a lot of people live in that mindset. It is what it is. I'll just take what's given to me. I don't understand what's going on, but it's life. No. It's your life that you're creating. And if you want a partnership, you're going to have to start really doing your homework. Start figuring it out, getting it together, piecing things together. And I think this podcast is a really great thing. This is where you can do that. You know, I'm I'm so appreciative of you. You know, you're you're able to listen to two people talk about this and you're not alone. You know, not everyone has this resource to be able to hear something like this and go, you know what? This really helped me. Now I can try and do it by myself. And then maybe you can even come back to this. You know, there was something that might chime and go, you know what? I heard that, you know, they were talking about it. Let me go back and reference this. But mm. how to set intentions on what you want, because if you don't, universe going to give you whatever. Whatever. <laughs> it's true. It's just gonna just gonna dish out. Yeah. You're, you're random. You're gonna get a random dish out. Yeah, you're just going to literally receive what it is that you are putting out. If you are focusing on the guys who are immature, not giving you what you need, and all this extra stuff that you don't want, universe doesn't know yes or no. It just knows energy. What you're vibrating, mm. the vortex that you're in. If if that's the vortex that you want to rock with, it, it's all in the blueprint. Here you go, sweetie. That's what you want. Here you go. Wow. So, um, I think that's really important and I I think you hit that, you know, that answer for the question that I had really well. That even helped me. I'm like, okay, I've got the answer so I can, you know, I can work with them, you know? It took me 28 years to get that answer. I thank you for asking that question. Yeah, how do you know? How do you know someone is the one that you need to grow with? How do you know that you need to be putting your energy into this person? You know, we, 
no one teaches us these things. You know, we learn about trigonometry and, and chemistry and all these things. Mm-hmm. No one teaches us how to socialize and be one with ourselves and be authentic and energy and everything else that we really need to know to be whole. Mm. And I think that's just, it's really important. And I'm so glad that we had this opportunity to talk about this stuff. Like I'm really, really happy about this. I feel really good. And I, I really hope that people that are listening, it really helped resonate something within you. We have to develop the taste for things that are better for us. Yeah. Like that fresh raw juice. A lot of people aren't there yet. You know, you yeah. still want to drink whatever you want to drink. You got to develop the taste what's better for you. I think what we really deal with when I ask a person, is he as mature as you? Is he as conscious of you? When they say no, sometimes the immaturities can seem attractive because that's what we knew. We grew up from being young. So we know mostly being young. We don't know being old. Being old is new to us. Turning 30 is new. Turning 40 is new. But being being 11 to 20, you did. You have 10 years experience being a teenager. So, so you typically choose a teenager boy in a man's body, right? Or a teenager girl in a woman's body. We need to start knowing what's good for us, and and choosing what's good for us, what's healthy for us, and what's best for us. And that we have to develop that palate. Yeah, and I want to add to that. You know, a lot of people don't understand that you have to have contrast. Mm. Know what you don't want in order to know what you do want. So it Ooh. is okay. This is why I say I like to sit with pain and sometimes get a little uncomfortable because I need to understand what it is that I don't want. Because if I don't understand it and get it now, I'm going to continue to go back it, to go back to it. And you have to have contrast to know what it is what you want. Contrast is good. If mm. contrast, you would not know what it is that you like, which Wowzers. what you desire. So it is okay. And and this goes back to uh, my dad. He always teaches uh, me and my siblings, you know, failure is good. Mistakes are amazing. He asks, you know, us time, what did you fail at today? Because if you didn't make a mistake or you did not fail at something, one, you haven't learned anything. And two, you don't know what you don't want versus what you do want. So you need to get out Mm. there and be open to mistakes and to learning and growing and even in the department of love, a lot of people do not want to do that because it hurts. They don't know what they it, don't know. Right. You know, it, it, wow. it just doesn't feel good. No one wants to do it, but you have to be vulnerable in order to learn something. You, you got to get out there. You can't just dip your toe and pull your toe back out <laughs> in the water. You're right. Yeah. I've always been that kind of person. I will jump in the pool, my hair flat ironed and all. I don't care. <laughs> but you know, but you know what the pool feels like. You know what it does to your hair. I know no. what it feels like. I know I didn't like what it did to my hair. So next time I might throw on a, a, a bonnet. But I at least know something and I know what to work with. I have experience. And I like to always tell people um, on my blog and even on TV, you know, dating is is like a job. You got to have a resume in order to get a job. So if you have so experience in dating, you might have a hard time trying to date somebody or to get a boyfriend mm. or you have to be open to experience. You have to have a resume and and it's fun. It's something that you have to shift your paradigm and your perception about relationships and dating and love. If you're looking at relationships, dating and love as a negative a negative thing and it hurts and it's this and it's that X, Y, and Z, then you know, you're not gonna have much experience. If you're open to it as a this is experience, this is gonna help me grow, I'm gonna learn and figure myself out figure myself out 
Mm. Okay. You're Mm. creating and you're experiencing to help you figure out you. You can't do it alone. I, I don't believe in that. I believe that you we're here on this planet with each other because we're here to help one another. Say it again. Say it again. Not do it alone. That's what partnerships are about. Wow. Say it again. We have the innate ability to attract another into our world and learn with them. I don't think anything's more exciting than that. I think that is super exciting. Yes, absolutely. And that's what, you know, my viewers, for those who already know who I am previous to this um, session, they watched me go through that on television. You know, I was such a zen, peaceful person and MTV released this paragraph about me saying, you know, she's so into energy and healing, but is she going to be able to maintain that once she gets into this house with these different different energies? And my, my fans, they saw it. I got up under one guy and all that went out the window. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, after, you know, um, after a few weeks of, of being in that house and things airing, my fans got to see that I accepted it. I took it as a lesson mm. to grow within myself because it showed me that I did not master my anger. I did not master wow. my selfishness. I did not master my low self-esteem. And he taught me he he taught me that and he he shed light on it. And that was the mm. whole point of attracting each other. It was like a karmic debt. Man, oh man, oh man. Together for us to realize you got some work to do, boo, before you move on to the next person. So my fans definitely got to see that. And I'm glad that you brought that up because I can I've never really been able to talk about that in depth enough. Um so wow. that that's just what it is. You've got to be willing to understand that in order to really grow within yourself, you gotta do it with somebody else at some point. You got to go, okay, I I got the blueprint together. I want to test it out now. That's it. I give you you so much um, respect, appreciation, and credit for publicly allowing yourself to grow. If we grew more in a recorded fashion, we won't repeat those things. We could see them. (laughs) In fact, that was you taking your role in your mastery course and saying, I'm going to put myself here, but I know this isn't going to happen again. And many people can't say that. Many people are going to repeat things because they don't have a sense of seeing what happened. I reached a point in meditation where everything I ever done wrong in my life flashed in front of me. And I cried like a baby. And that was the moment I decided I was going to be a different person on earth. I would have never gotten that experience if I didn't see everything I did wrong. In retrospect, I would have lied and pretend I didn't have these negative experiences and these dark shadows in my life. I was able to become a new person. So I commend you for having the strength and courage to go onto a show and learn things in that public format and teach us all at the same time. It wasn't easy, but I'm, I'm so grateful that I did it because I know that it went back to that day that I prayed and I asked for all of this. Mm. It's a part of my journey to have such an authentic, raw experience for mm. internationally, for people to watch, people that don't even speak English. <laughs> <laughs> Got to watch that moment and read in subtitles everything I felt and had to say. Mm. And it, it changed it changed everything for me. You know, I've done TV, you know, prior to that one season and all that stuff is, is going to air soon. And okay. walking into these new shows, total different girl. I mean, even my network has even, you know, released um, articles and, and tweets like, you know, we've watched Kaylin Zahara grow so much since our wow. 
and, and it's so true. I, I've gone into filming now and everything is awareness. Everything is thinking before I'm speaking and, and being more clear about what I'm feeling and what angle this. am I really coming from when I'm interacting with my castmates and just being conscious, you know, holding myself accountable because watching yourself back and I didn't get any shame or any flack for anything. Of course. It was, it was all love. However, being able to watch myself and go, hmm, we got a lot of work to do in that that self-esteem department. We got some work to do in that ego department. That's what changed me. Wow. Like you said, when you record yourself, it's a total different game. With totally listening to yourself and watching yourself, as long as it's recorded, oh, you're going to see it all. And, and I'm so grateful for that. I don't really know where I would be today without watching that stuff back. I would be, you know, still repeating certain things and habits within relationships. And I'm just grateful for it. I'm, I'm so grateful for it. Um, you have nothing but respect from us at Hill with Shalom, and that's why you're here. We did have another question. It's how to move on from a relationship that has caused you pain. And this is, I, I'm coming from this standpoint with this question, it's, you know, you're not breaking up, you've already broken up, but you're still feeling pain. You're still living in the past. So I'm gonna kind of rearrange that. How do you stop living in the past? Mm. Um, I, for me, that was really hard for me. I had to learn the hard way about living in the past. You just have to get to a point you know, of respecting acceptance. Mm. You have to accept your present moment. If you are not in the present moment, you are not living. And once Ooh. again, what is not growing is dead. So if you are stuck in the past Losses. and you are still thriving off of pain from the past, you are not here currently in this present moment. You are doing yourself a disservice, and this is not to put you down to or, or make you feel any maybe lower than what you do feel. It's just to make you understand you are not present. You are not living. You are just, you, you're a zombie right now. And I say that because I know what it's like to live in the past, to not accept what is and move forward. You know, the biggest thing for me was to uh, write things down. I like to journal. I would write so many things out, everything that I feel everything that you know um, has happened to me and then on the opposite page I would write a different story what mm. is it that I would like to change that story into this is what happened but what is the story I would like to tell and that helped me get into a present moment kind of feeling it went okay I was heartbroken but what do I really want what story do I want to tell I you know I'm so grateful that I was capable to move forward from my heartbreak and now I live in a present moment of peace and joy with myself and wow. I appreciate anyone that comes into my life and I I you know I, I love love you know I mm. I really just sat down with myself and got creative wrote how I felt what do I want to you know feel now and that helped me you can also if you're in contact with that pain you know, a lot of us, we do this. We're living in the past, not only because of our mind and what we're feeling, but because of our actions. You're still holding on to that person for dear life. You need to let that go. That's your first step. Physically, your actions need to stop. If you are still in contact with that pain, it's never going to go away. So you have to be courageous enough to block them from social media, mm. from your phone. And this is not out of anger. This is not out of hate. We're going to do this from a place of love love for yourself 
This has nothing to do with that person. It has everything to do with you. You're taking this action because you love yourself. And you need a moment. You need a moment to learn how to love yourself. So that action, you've got to cut off that pain connection. Cut that cord. Ask your angels. Cut that cord. I wrote down one word Uh um, right on my notepad right here. I said, what would I say? I said cords. I wrote down cords. Removing cords is uh, something I teach because very often I have people even contact me and go, oh, I cut cords before. I go, yeah, cutting cords is good, but have you ever removed them? Yes. And and yes, and for our listening, listening, all you have to do is think of a person, that person that that you feel the pain from the relationship, and as soon as you think of them, you're gonna feel something in your body. Wherever you feel that person, usually it's the gut, sometimes it's the heart. Wherever you feel them, that's where the cord is, and it's living. The problem is, it's diseased at this point. It, because you're not, it's not healthy and there's negative trauma behind the relationship, that cord was once a vibrant cord and you didn't think anything of it. You were happy about this cord. Now it's kind of toxic and it got to get out your body and your being. And once you remove it, you give yourself the space that Kaylin is talking about. And I am telling you, if you give yourself the space and you also commit to not reopening that wound and let it heal completely, you will be free of that cord. And then you can choose to enter into another relationship when you're ready, cleared up. You don't have this baggage. Many people in new relationships with old cords. Yeah. And that that's why they keep going back and forth. They don't know what to do. Yeah, and I think another thing that I, I want to touch with this last question is, you know, to get maybe if you're not that spiritual and you don't really understand that and that doesn't resonate with you right now at this moment, I think a, a more simpler thing is, Um, You've got to turn your pain into some type of passion. So whatever it is that you're feeling, maybe you sing, maybe you write, you know, maybe you're a dancer. Channel it. Channel it. Allow that pain to make you better, to make you greater, become the best version of yourself in a different aspect or, or category of your life. Allow that pain to steer you to be more driven in your career. You know, maybe that relationship has dimmed your light so much that You've lost sight of the dream of being, you know, a, a phenomenal artist. You know, you've got lungs. You can blow. You can sing your butt off. But because you're so stuck in what it is that you're feeling and you're not channeling it, you're missing out on the opportunity of being the next, you know, Beyonce or Jennifer Hudson or whomever. So yes. maybe if you have the confidence within yourself at this moment, channel that pain into that passion. Make you know, like I said, when I left my toxic relationship, I was spiteful. I was like, I'm going to prove this boy wrong. <laughs> this boy wrong. And I did. I went into straight, you know, full throttle grind mode. I said, you know what? This pain is so heavy that I have to shift it into something else. Transformation. And I did it. I went straight into, you know, I, I wasn't with my modeling agency anymore. And I said, you know what? So what? I'm going to freelance. I'm going to do this on my own. I signed up on Model Mayhem. And I went hard. I applied to any gig that resonated with me and I did not stop. I ate, slept, and and peed model mayhem. And you knew it. I was getting jobs. I was booking photo shoots. And within a year and a half, I was on MTV because of that. I changed my pain into my passion. And your focus shifted. My focus completely shifted. So maybe that's something that you can do if you're not comfortable at this point in your life to call upon your guides and your angels, or you just don't understand what it's like to envision that energy of removing a cord or cutting. Mm. Allow your pain to drive you. 
You know, you can put it into somewhere else. And that helped me, me being able to go, you know what? I deserve the career that it is. I know I was destined to be in. I know that I was destined to be in this entertainment industry so that I can heal and inspire everyone else. So maybe that is you as well, but you're not going to get there until you say, you know what? Let me shift this pain into something else. You're probably a healer or a light worker yourself. But until you get tired of being tired of not knowing what to do with the pain, you're not going to reach that level. So maybe this is your opportunity. You're here to hear this for a reason. You need to channel that pain into your passion so that you can see what it is that you are capable of. And you do deserve whatever it is that you desire in the career that you want. And you are confident enough. Just be willing to channel it and, and take baby steps. You have to have compassion once again. It's all about Mm. passion. You got to be gentle with yourself. It may not happen overnight, but just make the commitment to say, you know what? As of today, I'm going to take this 1% of pain and I'm going to put it over here. Wow. And that's more than enough for today. And tomorrow I'm going to take another percentage. And that's going to be more than enough for tomorrow. You have to be gentle with yourself. Can't thank you enough for being on your path, for having the courage. I hope this moment makes sense of so many past moments for you and how much you're helping others. Um, We have a really beautiful community and you're adding to it and everyone listening right now, this is what resonates, write it down, make make your checklist, apply these things in your life. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy, you know, you having this, you know, your own platform yourself and having this space for people like myself to come to and discuss these kind of things that matter, that matter to me. And, you know, that, that really, you know, it's inspiring for me because, you know, this is just adding to my journey and sitting here having this conversation that's going on almost two hours. Yes. um, It's just like, this is, this is what I want. This is what I asked for. I could do this all day. You know, I feel it. And I'm, I'm inspired. I mean, so much to talk about. Um, beyond here as well. I mean, you have a gift. Thank you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That um, that just encourages me to continue on this path. And I, I like I said, I really appreciate this. This this made my day. <laughs> and it, it it just adds it adds to everything that I I know to be true for myself and my path and my journey. And you know, to continue to hear from people that I do have this gift. You know it. It just brings that confidence and I'm going to continue to seek it and, and work with it. You know, I, like I said, I asked for it and it's here and I'm, I'm ready for it. Before we go, because like I said, this was an extra packed episode because we did have questions from your guests, from your listeners. Um, do you have anything else you feel you would like to say before we go? You know, we touched the, um, the three questions that I saw that were reoccurring with my fans. Um, but once again, just please, you know, get to know yourself. Love yourself. Be gentle. It's okay if you don't have it all figured out. Just be authentic and and understand that when people say it so lightly, be you. It, it's it's bigger than that. It's it's as simple as it said. It's it's such a lifestyle. You really mm. have to be yourself, and then everything else makes sense, and things start to open up, and it's just amazing. Just be yourself. Be gentle with yourself, and. And don't be afraid. Fear is not real. It's so in the mind. It's something we've created. It doesn't have to be true. Just be yourself. Love yourself. And and you'll have everything else figured out, you know, as you go. Thank you. K 
Kaylin Zahara, Amazed by Kay, for letting healing and inspiration be your purpose here on earth. And you have our complete 100% support here at Hill with Shalom. And we'll be honored to do more work with you. And thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so our dear listener, um, I want to thank you for being here today. I hope you have a lot of great takeaways. Um, our guest was very gracious in her time and sacrifice today. So I, um, anything that benefited you, anything that stood out to you, please take your time to send your appreciation. Contact her and let her know you definitely got to tune in today and get these nuggets of wisdom and love. I am Shalom Melchizedek. This is the Hillwood Shalom Podcast, and we love you. Thank you for tuning in with the Hillwood Shalom Podcast. All your support and contributions helps us to continue the creation of this podcast. I am excited to share the ways you can support and contribute to the continuation of the podcast. You can schedule private one-on-one healing sessions with Shalom by emailing hillwithshalom at gmail.com. We have a new book release from Victoria Liana and Shalom Melchizedek, Learning to Love and the Power of Sacred Sexual Spiritual Partnerships. Learning to love serves as a tool to becoming love from the root perspective. Learning to love takes you, the reader, on a journey of remembering the inner frequency of love, attuning back to the vibration, and coming into an alignment with an energetically suitable partner that you can work in union with to create an empowered, sacred, sexual, spiritual partnership. This book also includes a hands-on workbook to guide in the process. We invite you to invest in yourself as we know this is a book that will change your life and your relationships. This book is available at hillwithshalom.com podcast. All the meditative music you hear throughout the podcast is also available for purchase online at hillwithshalom.com podcast. You can also make a donation in any amount at hillwithshalom.com podcast. Each donation goes a long way to ensure the continuation of this podcast, and every dollar will go to the continuation of this podcast and creation of more vibrational tools for healing and spiritual growth. If this podcast has helped you in any way, we invite you to share your support and appreciation. We deeply love and appreciate you. Highest blessings. Highest blessings. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hill with Shalom podcast. We greatly appreciate your support and your support makes a difference. Every dollar donated goes towards the continuation of this podcast. You can go to hillwithshalom.com slash podcast and make a donation. If each listener contributes and donates, it makes a great difference in the survival of this podcast. We use many tools and services to maintain this podcast. So your support definitely makes a difference. Thank you for listening. Right now, here are two samples of our universal affirmations by myself, Shalom Melchizedek, and Victoria Liana. 
These affirmations are made with love. They are available as well on hillwithshalom.com slash podcast. Enjoy these samples. Highest blessings. Focus on the infinite nature and power of the heart. You can tune into your innate frequency of love and abundance. Everything you need is within you. And when we tap into our storehouses within, we can access and withdraw these blessings of love and abundance. You can breathe deeply. You can begin your breathing by going in through your nose and out through your mouth. As you go in through your nose, allow your stomach to expand outwards as far as possible, making sure you are still comfortable. And as you go out through your mouth, allow your stomach to come in as far as possible within your comfort. If you allow each breath to get slower and deeper, you will feel a great peace. This peace is very important for these affirmations to work. You can repeat these words or simply just breathe. I am love. I deeply love and appreciate myself. I am in love with all of existence. I am the love that I have been searching for. I appreciate the source within me. I appreciate all of what source has done for me. I am Victoria Liana, and this is Universal Affirmations. You are now listening to Spiritual Prosperity Affirmations. Prosperity is our birthright, and these prosperity affirmations will help you develop prosperity consciousness. Having a positive thinking pattern about money and prosperity is essential to becoming prosperous. By changing your thoughts, you allow the abundance and prosperity of the universe to flow within your life. Money comes easily. I easily receive money. 